Susan Singari here with Howard Davis Jr., CEO of Fight Time Promotions and Olympic gold medal boxer. Howard, how are you today? And thanks for I'm joining doing me. Fine. Thanks for, for having me. I'm fine, Susan. So, Howard, you have some really exciting news to share about Fight Time Promotions. Let's get right to it. Tell our viewers what's going on. Well, we signed a six-fight deal with um, CBS Sports Network. Our first show, Susan, is February 6, uh -huh. 2015, at the Magic City in Miami, Florida. We at Fight Time are very, very excited. We had our first meeting, believe it or not, uh, this morning at the Magic City Casino and, and how to, to evaluate everything and make sure things are, are going to run smoothly. So we're very excited about it. Now, I don't know if our viewers know this, but you have a long history with CBS Sports. So let's talk a little bit about that then. Sure. Well, I, I remember my two managers coming in as I was training. I just finished up training. I think I had maybe two professional fights at the time. It's 1977. And I'm sitting on the bench, just sweating with the towel around my neck. And uh, they said, uh, well, make sure your hands are dry, Howard. So I looked at my managers. I said, why? So oh, we got something to hand you. So I, you know, I dried my hands with the towel and handed me a check. Wow. So I'm reading the check. And it said CBS Sports Network. And then I saw five and a lot of zeros. <laughs> so I said to myself, is this 50000 or $500? So I said, let me read it. So it was a bonus check for me signing with CBS for $50,000. Oh, my gosh. And it was the first fighter to ever sign with a network. I was the first fighter to ever sign with a network. And I signed uh, $1.5 million for 12 fights. Wow. Yeah, I was the first fighter to ever do that. And then uh, Sugar, Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard was the second. And then Mike Tyson was the third. And it was it was unbelievable time for me. Good for you. That's a great story. I love to hear that. The fact that you're sort of coming home with CBS Sports probably makes it all the more exciting for you and your wife, Carla, would you not think? Of course, of course. You know, uh, I had a long relationship with, with CBS. And, I, you know, we spoke to um, one gentleman uh, at CBS. I, I forget his name right now. But I told him, I said, you know, uh, over close to 40 years ago, I signed with CBS. He said, no, I remember. So he remembered uh, the contract that I had with CBS. So there was some synergy there, and um, my wife and I were really happy about that. Good for you. Speaking of your wife, I find it very interesting that besides being involved in the Fight Time Promotions as CEO and marketing, tell our viewers how you and Carla are really involved in the matchmaking process as well. Well, you know, we have a, 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 a ton of fighters on our roster, and we just go down the list of fighters that will make a good match between each other. So, and uh, we start making phone calls. We come up with our different ideas and uh, who could be the main event, who could be the semi-main event, and we, we find out what's best for the undercard and what, you know, what's, his, what's a good fight that can be televised. So, you know, we both work together. I mean, we do have our disagreements at times, <laughs> which you're gonna have. But one thing that we do have uh, between wife and husband is that we respect each other. Right. So. That always comes through with us. You have a long history training some very famous MMA fighters. So 
Tell us a few stories and something interesting that will inspire our viewers. Well, one of the things that stand out for me is uh, Chuck. Um, the guy is a very, very humble hmm. gentleman. He signs autograph. I don't care if he's eating. I've been out yeah. with him to dinner almost every night. I stayed at his house three months at a time. I trained him for his last two fights. And I don't care where we went or where we were at. It could be eating. He could be walking on the street. He always signed the autograph. Mm -hmm. Always. And that says a lot about somebody's character. You know? Uh, one time he had actual food going in his mouth and somebody came over and asked for autograph and I was like wow you know for somebody to do that and come over while he's eating you know with his family and and you know the fighters at the table some of his farm partners he stopped and signed the autograph didn't get mad or anything like that and he's unbelievable with his children he's just just a all-around good guy you know uh, and I see why uh, he was champion. He's a very special guy. I actually had the opportunity to interview him when he was down in Miami for one of the UFC fights. And being a new reporter to MMA, I was quite nervous. And I agree with you. He couldn't have been such a gentleman. He was such a great man. He took the time out to interview with me. And I thought that was really nice. Um, quick question. Each year at Fight Time Promotions, I know you do a special show. And I also know you had a special show for autism in December. Tell us what that was like and why you decided to be involved in that charity. Well, you know, my wife and I, every year, at the end of the year, we always try to look to give back to the community. And um, a couple of years we did Children's Diagnostic Center. We raised about 15 grand for them, and we gave a, a toy drive where we asked some of our sponsors and friends to donate, you know, toys and, and money to give to the children. And, and we did it at the War Memorial Auditorium for a couple of years. Um, last year, last December, uh, we decided to do it for Autism Speaks. Mm -hmm. uh, we thought it was a good cause. Uh, uh, there's a lot of children that, uh, that that get it, and we don't understand why they get it. It's, it's mainly boys. Mm -hmm. Nobody understands why boys get it more than girls. And uh, one of our fighters' brother is autistic. So we thought it would be a good idea to, um, to do it for Autism Speaks. So we reached out to them, my wife and I, and uh, they, they said, please, you know, let's see what we can do. So uh, we raised some money. It was, a, it was a difficult show, as all shows are difficult. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're asking people for do, to do, help you out for little or nothing, sometimes it can be challenging. Uh, and so we had to get through that phase of doing it. But... We got through it, and it was, it, was a, it was a decent show. Congratulations on being up, inducted into the Broward County Sports Hall mm -hmm. of Fame. This is your fourth induction, right? Uh, third induction. Oh, third, okay. Well, you know, yeah. you're so well recognized in the industry, I lose track. You're probably going to be up for another one this year. So tell Who us knows? a little bit about that induction ceremony. Um, well, I was inducted into the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame a couple of months prior to being inducted to the Broward. So I was a little taken back. I was kind of surprised. Uh, but, you know, look, I was honored and, and, and to be a part of um, an organization that, you know, induct great athletes. So I was part of that roster. So I felt very proud and honored to be a part of that. You're a 
Olympic Go journey was a very emotional one. Many viewers know this story, but if you would, could you please share what that was like? Because you had some difficult times a few days before you competed. Well, you know, I, I found out something uh, um, a couple of years later after I won the Olympics. My father, who, who had sub subsequently passed away about four and a half years ago, he told me something that I, that I never knew about my mother. My mother had four heart attacks. And, you know, as a kid, I remember waking up and not seeing my mother before I went to school. And my father would always say, oh, she's, she's uh, running a couple of errands. But actually, she was in the hospital, uh, uh, you know, for about a month or so. But she had two heart attacks, and uh, nobody in my family knew it. My father kept it, you know, like a secret. Uh, when I got to the Olympics, which should have been the happiest moment for me, three days before I had my first fight in the Olympics, my mother had a heart attack. And I had a friend, when I called home, she happened to answer the phone, and she didn't seem vulgarious uh, at all, and normally she is, yeah. and uh, said, what's wrong? And then the phone dropped. I heard her crying in the background. Uh, my brother picked up the phone. I said, what's going on? Why is uh, Tisha crying? He, he dropped the phone. I heard him crying in the background. Yeah. I knew something had happened. And I kind of figured it was my mother. My sister picked up. She couldn't talk. I heard all the screaming and crying in the background. Mm. And my, um, my mother's friend, who's the next door neighbor, picked up the phone and, and told me, your mother died and your father's not home, he's uh, hmm. uh, doing the service for the funeral. So I said, uh, tell my father, I will call him in a, in a couple of hours. Why I did this, I don't know. I started running around the Olympic Village. Uh, you know, I just ran out of the dormitory, and just started running around the Olympic Village. And uh, one of my teammates saw me, Charles Mooney, he said, why are you running? You got to wait, you got to fight in a couple of days. What are you running for? Yeah. Um, uh, found out. And he said, look, you need to speak to the coach. So I went to the coach. And um, he called my father. And as he was speaking to my father, the second uncharged Olympic coach came over to me. I'll never forget this as long as I live, Susan. Uh, at times it touches me. Yeah. He came over to me, looked me dead in the eye, and he says, look. He put his right hand on my left shoulder. He says, look, you sure you want to go home? Oh, wow. What would your mother think? And he walked away as soon as he said that. My mother's last words to me was, good luck. And she took a finger like this with a big smile on her face. You better bring home that gold. <laughs> and that resonated with me. I snatched the phone from my Olympic coach. And I said to my father, I'm going to win this for mom. Mm. Prior to that, I was thinking about going home. But I got an epiphany. And it was a strong epiphany. And I knew what I had to do. And I was willing to die, not to lose. So, just do it for my mother. 
Thank you for sharing that story with us. It really is a triumph over its spirit and also a triumph over your willingness to compete in the light of the fact that you had such emotional trauma going on. I don't think too many other athletes would have been able to persevere. So it's a great story and it's very inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Speaking of inspiring, what do you think if MMA was around when you were growing up? Would you have competed in it? I probably would have. Uh, I was athletic, gifted, gifted. I was a gifted athlete. Right. I could play basketball, uh, football. I did everything, ping pong. I even won a championship in ping pong. Nobody, not too many people know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm really pretty good at everything I, I touched. And um, boxing was was a love of mine. I, I really wanted to play basketball in high school, and my father said, "Pick a sport." You know, he said, "You can't do both." You know, so I stuck with boxing, and I'm, I'm glad I did. But um, that's one of those, just one of those things that uh, that that you know you choose and you you give to that, and you just you keep going on with it. Speaking of being gifted, you also have a son that trains in boxing. Can you share with us and our viewers any stories about him? Well, my son's name, Daya, it means champion. His middle name, Ali, means exalted. Oh, wow. So we put the name together, exalted champion. But I never thought of any of my children boxing. I never kept any paraphernalia boxing paraphernalia around my house because I didn't want them to do it. I wanted him to take that name and be a champion at anything he did. But he called me at the age of 22 and said I want to box. At the time he was living in New York, I was down here in Florida training a you know American top team. And I was shocked hmm. because I never taught boxing to him. He's 22 years old, he had a good job. He was going to college, and he said he wanted to box. And I said, why? He said, oh, Daddy, I know I can do it. Oh, that's a great story. Well, and he came down, and I trained him for nine months. I turned him pro. He didn't have one amateur fight. His first pro fight, he knocked the guy out in the second round. So he's gifted athletically, and he's doing extremely well. Now, I have to ask you, why didn't you ever want him to compete in boxing? Then you were so successful at it. Boxing is one of those kind of sports that is not a team sport. Yeah, okay. You are doing this on your own, basically. I mean, you you have a trainer, you have a cut man, but once the bell rings, you're, you're by yourself. Uh, it's one of those sports that if you're not really dedicated to it, and you do it half, what's going to happen? You're going to end up getting hurt. And over time, I've seen a lot of my contemporaries leave the sport physically and mentally not well from this sport. It's an unforgiving sport, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody unless you're super duper dedicated. And if you're not dedicated, then don't do it. It's not a it's the only sport you can't play. You can't play boxing. Right. You good play point. baseball. You can play hockey. You can play basketball. No such thing in boxing. You can't play boxing. Olympic gold boxer, CEO of Fight Time Promotions, father, stockbroker, 
correctional officer, computer technician, musician. Did I miss anything? But first, <laughs> what is left on your bucket and list? A, and an amateur historian. Oh, an amateur historian. So what yeah. is left on your bucket list, Howard? Uh, well, uh, one of these days, believe it or not, uh, I'm a little bit of a um, nerd. A lot of people don't know that about me. I um, basically am a historian. Um, I read the Bible. A uh, little bit of a theologian when it comes to the history of the Bible. And I'm a... Um, I think they call it semiologist. I study Sumerian um, history. Okay. I know a lot, a lot about the Sumerian culture. Um, one, of, one of these days, I want to go to two places. That's Egypt mm. and Iraq. Okay. Uh, just to, to visit the sites, the historical sites there. The first civilization was in Iraq. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it. It was never. You, you never learned it in high school because yeah. uh, it would, you would change your theory about religion. So that's something they never taught in high school because they didn't really want you to learn about it. It would definitely change your story about the Bible and okay. the whole bit. So I'm a semiologist, amateur semiologist, amateur uh, Egyptologist, and an apricologist also. Something tells me it won't be long before you master all those additional traits and we call you a pro with those as well. <laughs> no, I'm a, a trade of many, but master of none. Uh, but I, I, I like what I do. I read books every single day on history. Um, I don't know. It's something I enjoy. And now we're going to go to some questions from Twitter. Our first is from Doug at MMA Fight Fans. Is your CBS partnership covering boxing, MMA, or both? And will the promotions be U.S.-based or abroad? Good question, Doug. Um, for now, we're just doing MMA. Doesn't mean that in the future we're going to do boxing. Boxing is a, takes a lot more finances. Uh, the elite fighters cost millions of dollars to get. And uh, I just read an article... Uh, two days ago on Jay-Z, the rap star. Yeah, I saw that too. He just uh, acquired a fighter uh, for millions of dollars. And you, you got to have a lot of um, money uh, for boxing. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, tremendous. It does not sure that I'm definitely going to try to get into boxing because it really is my first love. Um, but right now, it's MMA. Before we go today, Howard, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, just come out, February 6th. Uh, you know, it's going to be a CBS Sports Network uh, program. Everybody come out to Magic City Casino in, in Miami, February 6th, and to come out and enjoy themselves and support the fighters. Thank you so much for your time today, Howard Davis Jr., and I look forward to coming out to see the fight at Fight Time Promotions at Magic City Casino in February. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, Howard. Yeah.